to The Recapables, a podcast on The Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Amanda Dobbins, the culture editor at The Ringer. Today, I am joined by Justin Charity. Hello. And Andrew Grotadero. Hey, what's up? And we are here to talk about Atlanta, specifically the latest episode called Woods. It was written by Stephanie Robinson, directed by Hiro Mirai. And guys, I'm feeling a little emotional. Uh, yeah, I'm shook. Dear guys, that's what I call you. Big old black boy, dear guts. <laughs> you're stubborn. You're stubborn and you're black. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Leave me the fuck alone. It was a real emotional journey. It was kind of, it was funny and also kind of real talk for the owl character, which we can come back to. And then it got scary, and then it got kind of heart-wrenching there at the end, I thought. Yeah, it was a little haunting, and I, when he's stuck in the woods, I just, I just felt so much for Paperboy. I'm very worried for Paperboy at all times. Yeah, but it's like I'm worried, but at the same time, the episode has this very come-to-Jesus vibe about oh, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like... I feel less worried, actually, by yeah. the time we get well, to now, the Well, now I feel a little bit better. So, Charity, yeah. can you explain the come-to-Jesus vibe that kind of sets it up? Well, yeah, I mean, the episode, even just the very beginning of the episode, it's mm-hmm. like Paperboy's mom is in the in the house, and she's like, why is this place so messy? Ern is trying to get him to sign contracts, and he's just being lazy, and he's a bum. Mm-hmm. And so he rec- reconnects with his friend, Sierra, uh, who is this, like, Instagram star. She's like a burgeoning Instagram star. Yeah. And she's, like, happy to connect with Paperboy because they're sort of both in the same— I don't want to say they're in the same— Orbit. She's more of a model. Paperboy is a rapper, but they both have this sense of people who are on the verge of fame or on the outskirts of fame. They're at the same level at kind of of breaking through in their respective careers. But she's like way more ambitious and enthusiastic about it, where Paperboy is just like mumbling all the time and doesn't want to rap. <laughs> yeah. She knows what it takes to be famous. Yeah. She knows the games that you have to play. I'm Instagram famous, boy. I can't be selling my wigs and out here looking janky. I got to compete with white girls with lip fillers and butt injections, selling lip gloss and spray tan. Shit. Everybody want to be a black girl, but the black girls ain't making no money from it. And so their scenes are basically confronting what has been a recurring theme with Al throughout the season, which is his discomfort with fame and his kind of unwillingness. Unwillingness, but also I feel like an understandable reluctance to to deal with everything that comes with being a successful rapper. He's like, he's not really ready at charity. As you put it, he's kind of whining. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to take the selfies. He doesn't want to do the promotions. He doesn't want to go to fake Spotify. He hates Clark He doesn't want to rap. He doesn't even want to rap. That's a great point. You don't see Paperboy in recording studios in this show. Totally. (laughs) It's great. I love it. So he is confronted on those issues in the form of Sierra and he storms out. And then, and then the episode takes a turn, Andrew. How so? Uh, yeah. So he says, "I can walk home." And he <laughs> Wait, hold on. Walk home from where? Like he storms out of where? He storms he's, out of a. He's at a shopping mall, or you know, he's just, at a nail he salon. He's at a nail salon, getting he's, a pedicure. pedicure. Let me just say, I have <laughs> never related to anyone more than him being super ticklish, getting a pedicure. <laughs> yeah, don't, which oh, man. I was. Anyway, continue. 
Mm-hmm. He walks half of a parking lot without his shoes on, yeah. puts his shoes on, and then decides to walk home. He doesn't seem to be close to home. He he is, might He's near woods, one might say. Right. He, yeah. and he, as he's coming <laughs> upon the woods, he gets jumped by a couple guys. And to evade them, he goes straight into the woods. And then the rest of the episode is him kind of finding himself and maybe finding strangers in the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's well put. So we do awards on the recapables. I mentioned this before. It does turn into a pretty emotional episode. So this category is the best scene, which we can define a couple different ways, whether it's kind of the most upsetting, the most moving, the most gut-wrenching scene, no pun intended. Listen, okay, we have to talk about, so obviously this, all right, a lot of this episode happens in the woods. Yeah. And there are deer in the woods. I grew yeah. up in the woods. I know this about the woods. <laughs> I associate deer with the woods. Yeah. I don't really, I, I, I also grew up around a hunt club with mm-hmm. a lot of deer that were, let's say, mm-hmm. not alive. And there's a very shocking shot of like a dead deer in the woods and its guts are spilled out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I could like smell it. <laughs> I could like smile. I don't know. So that was not your best scene. What was your best scene? So Paperboy is sort of, there's this hermit obviously clinging to Paperboy as he's walking through the woods. And the hermit is very irritating. And he's harassing Paperboy with all these like surreal interrogations and motivational inquiries. And then at one point, he sort of drops that and the hermit just pulls a knife on Paperboy. Make the decision. Nigga. Keep standing still. You're gone, boy. You're wasting time. And the only people who got time are dead. And if you're dead, I'm going to take them shoes. And your wallet. And that shirt. <laughs> and I just thought that, that was a great scene because it was like cutting through. Like Otherwise, the episode feels kind of mysterious and like it's cultivating this mystique about it and it's a moment where the show maybe because it's like 27 minutes long as opposed to an hour long like a lot of other peak tv mm-hmm. it's just sort of like we're gonna cut to the chase and this guy's yeah. gonna pull a knife on paper boy and tell him to realize the theme of the episode yeah. and i thought it's very <laughs> he endearing. underlines it very clearly <laughs> he underlines it very clearly and then he starts threatening to steal his shoes, his wallet, and his shirt. <laughs> yeah. Which, right. you know, Atlanta does this a lot of kind of putting that thesis statement, if you will, in the, in the mouth of a guest star or someone who's just kind of showed up out of nowhere to be like, and now I will teach you the lesson. But they always then turn it into something completely absurd. Andrew, what was your best scene? I don't know if I call it my best. It was probably the most upsetting thing I saw is when Paperboy is on his jaunt or whatever you want to call it. Before he gets to the woods, he's sitting on a curb by himself. And he gets a text message from a number that's not saved in his phone. And it just says something like, I've been thinking about you. And it was just this really sad moment. Like, I feel like it distilled his life where he's like, so many people are getting after him and so many people are connected to him, but he's actually not really connected to anyone. Right. And it's this moment where he's just like, I don't know who the hell this person is. Maybe it's someone I actually care about. Maybe it's just a stranger. But this sums up my life and I have no meaning. Yeah. So my I had a similar reaction to that moment. And I had not really put together the the mom theme throughout the episode until that moment. And obviously his mother starts... Starts out the episode and then she's kind of 
she disappears from the apartment pretty quickly. And Ern calls him. It's the oh, again, the only real, the only presence of Ern on this episode is in a phone call. You don't even see him. It's the fourth episode, I think, without like yeah. a real significant presence from this so-called protagonist of the show, which is just interesting to note. But he calls, and before they get into business stuff, he said, he says, are you, how are you doing today? I wanted to check on you. And so that plus the text that you're mentioning, which kind of had a similar check-in vibe, I mm-hmm. I guess it, I wondered if it was like the anniversary of his mother's death, something along that lines. I don't know whether I'm just oh. reading too much into this, but I, that was the moment for me when it all came together and I was just like, oh, this is really, this is sad. This is, there's, there's a lot going on here. Um, all in a simple text message that they show on a phone. Yeah, yeah. He just he just doesn't really know who he is. He doesn't know who he wants to be. Yeah. And it he seems to be really having a hard time coming to that resolution. For sure. Um, let's go to our next award, which is the Black Justin Bieber Award for Surrealism. <laughs> it's named after an episode from the first season when Justin Bieber shows up and he's black. And... The reason we're doing this category is because I'm not totally sure how much of this episode is meant to be, like, quote, real and how much of this is imagined. So, Andrew, take us back to Wally. So, yeah, I'm going to piggyback off of Justin's um, when Wally pulls. I think it's a box. Is it a box cutter? Yeah, Yeah, it it is. is. It is a box cutter. Okay, yeah. Which also, just that it's not a knife feels right in some way. Yeah. But he pulls it and after kind of underlying underlying the themes of the episode, uh, Alfred kind of gets away from his grasp, and then he turns around and Wally is still holding the knife right in place and continuing to go on his rant. And Alfred's just like, what is going on? Yeah. And he eventually just turns around and runs away. And it's just this moment that you're just like, you are taken up into how strange and odd and you have no idea what's real. Yes. It's important to note that this Wally character has been following Al through the woods for the better part of a day. Time passes. Yeah. It goes from daytime to nighttime. Yes. And he's still there. Like when he encounters the deer, for instance, it's dark. Yes. And that's sort of the shocking thing about it. It's like it's kind of obscured, but at the same time, very immediately obvious that it's a dead deer. I I think... (laughs) I, I didn't know whether they were different deer, but so there there's a daytime shot of a deer as well. Yeah. But without the guts. Or maybe less I, guts. Yeah. So, <laughs> Not as much guts. So is, I don't know whether it's a different deer or whether the deer got had some uh had an altercation. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't know if he just ended up walking in circles or yeah. what you know, I don't know how deer guts work. Maybe they come out right. as as the deer is decomposing. Which is yeah. just You to might say, have better experience on yeah, that, Yeah, Charity, you have cool. any insights? I don't know. I was just like, is this a Lars von Trier thing? What's <laughs> right. going on with the deer? I don't yeah. know. You're right. I have no coherent theory of it. Right. Of the deer. Which is just to say, that it's a it's a weird wood. It's, you know, again, it's, you're not, it's a weird wood. You're not totally sure what's going on. <laughs> Charity, your most surreal moment was somewhat related, I believe. Well, yeah, okay. So the I, obviously the award is named after Black Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. And like what I'm about to award my sort of surrealism honor to is Mm -hmm. like not as dynamic as that it's just the fact that once it's like as soon as as soon as paperboy is in the woods 
the show feels like it just immediately undergoes this shift in its constitution. Yes. And a lot of the cinematography and especially the long overhead shot of the forest, mm-hmm. it, it just it's this moment where I'm like, what what is this episode doing? What is I, it's it's a moment it, it lingers long enough on sort of the the nature shots and the like very silent shots of uh, Paperboy just sort of walking around like he's suddenly in an, an annihilation. <laughs> yeah. Um, that it makes you think, like, where are we going with this? Where, what is this show? And I obviously, I mean, that's like a question I ask myself a lot watching like the first and second season of this show. But I just thought it was a neat moment of uh, the of the episode really making you want it, of of really making you sort of like feel a palpable tension of like, what is next for this character? What is what is next for this guy? I it clear it's clear to me that Al Paperboy is looking for craving some sort of authority in his life and someone who is going to tell him what to do and get his stuff together. And he's presented with a number of those characters over the course of the episode, from Sierra to Wally to his mother. Our last award will kind of get at that idea of all of the people who show up um, to talk sense into Al in various ways. And it's, it's the best guest star, which I think... Normally we do MVP, and I just want to go ahead and say I think Brian Tyree Henry is once again... The MVP. Yep. He is an astounding actor. Andrew, you said it best. Yeah, he's so good. I I think like two episodes ago when we were watching Barbershop, we were like, this is his Emmy episode. And actually this one is. Yeah. Like it's he has to do so much and just the the way that he's able to express what he's thinking and you know what he's thinking. Like when he's about to get jumped by these guys. You can see his thought process in realizing that it's going from this celebrity encounter to this situation where he's about to get jumped. And you see it just by looking at his face. It's just amazing. Yes. So I continue to be astounded by him. That last scene when he's made peace with his his demons, he's accepted the advice of all the elders who come to him, and he agrees to take the selfie with the kid <laughs> in, the, um, in the convenience mart, and then... He starts giving the kid directions on the best way to take the selfie and what face to make. And you can kind of just see his facial expressions in that scene are just astonishing. Is that the first time we've seen Paperboy's teeth? (laughs) (laughs) It's a great it's a great point. I don't know. We can have someone do some. Never seen this guy smile. Anyway, so with the understanding that Brian Tyree Henry is the MVP, I think we should just talk a little bit about the other guest stars and who kind of most made an impression on you. So, Andrew. Um, I was a big fan of Sierra. Yeah. Although she was extremely rude to yes. her uh, pedicurist. Yes. Her manicurist. That's not how you treat a nail technician. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But other than that, you know, I think she, like we said earlier, she actually understands the things that you have to do when you become famous and that... There's no such thing as maintaining authenticity the second you become famous. Hey, look, no offense, but um, I ain't in all that fake shit. I'm just trying to stay real. Oh, that's funny? (laughs) That shit funny to you? Kinda. Shit, you on the radio and you making money. You been not real. And just the fact that she was so real about it and, you know, I think she was one of the first characters to actually, like, say this to his face. You know, Ern's not saying that. Darius isn't really saying that. Um, I had a lot of respect for that. Yeah, it's it's weird that, like, the pretext of her character is she's fake. And, right, right. They, they, right. it's basically like this, you know, pretty basic but still pretty effective role reversal. Like, she's supposedly fake. 
and he's supposedly real, but he doesn't know what he's doing. And she's like, dude, come on. Yeah. And he can't, uh, you can't take her advice. And that's why he needs, he needs Wally. She definitely sets some plot in motion in the fancy store. Yeah. When they are, they are shopping for clothes and she suggests <laughs> that Earn, Paperboy's manager, might be able to get him the shoes for free. And Al communicates that that is not really how Earn operates, which is the second time that we have heard him give that answer to someone who's slightly more successful than him this season. And maybe, yeah, maybe even more than that if you count Bake Spotify. So, you know, it's funny. we this sh- This show has not done plot in a while. The gang has not been together in some time, but this to me was pretty clear foreshadowing of what is to come. Yeah, I think it's the the second time someone has said the phrase level up to yeah. Paperboy. Yeah. Not good for Earn. Yeah. And it sort of seems like by the end of the episode that he's ready. Right. Charity, who is your favorite guest star? I it's weird. I've watched the episode twice. Yes. Now, and I, I just on rewatch I do I don't know. There's something about the few seconds we get of Paperboy's mom that seem like they have the source code for the entire episode. Yes. Despite the fact that she's totally abstracted, she sort of like moves in shadow. And it's the very beginning of the episode, so you're not even necessarily sure. You're not even that certainly attuned to her. Yes. Right? Like the first real hard beginning of the episode is when... Paperboy's talking to Sierra, but it's, I don't know, like, I, I feel like Paperboy's mom is such an enigmatic presence, um, plus in the fact that she, like, embodies all these questions that you raised, Amanda, of, like, what is even happening? Like, what's the level of reality of that scene? Right. Like, where is Paperboy's head at? I don't know. It's just, it's a very enigmatic, but very low-key moment of the episode that I appreciate a lot. Yeah, and it definitely... The scene that Andrew referenced as soon as he got the text message, I was like, oh, this has to this has to do with his mom. It's definitely flowing through the rest of the episode in terms of both both Al's headspace, but also just kind of him wanting answers, him wanting an authority, him wanting someone to tell him what to do. And he eventually finds that person, but it's. That person is in the woods and has a box cutter. And <laughs> do we think Wally attacked the deer? What am I supposed to think about the deer? I think I think deers die every day, Amanda. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Okay. I mean, he could. I mean, yeah. The fact that you went from saying the word box cutter to saying to mentioning the deer again, and it, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I, didn't I don't want to think of it that yeah, way. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was pretty. It's it was pretty gory. I will say this. It did in the woods have elements of a horror movie again, which this show keeps coming back to. Kind of yeah, just the felt, experience. Everyday life is a horror movie. It felt like another reference to Get Out. Yeah. Too in that Absolutely. the way that they use deer, a dead deer. Absolutely. I could be really pretentious with some analysis of the deer if you want me. <laughs> Let's go. Deer, Give me sixty deer, seconds on it. So, so think about think about Wally's ultimatum. Yeah. To Paperboy, where he's like, "Look, you have to. I'm giving you thirty seconds to leave. If you don't leave the woods in the next thirty seconds, I'm just gonna kill you and I'm gonna steal your shoes and everything." And the deer is a creature that, like, it can exit, but it can never really leave the woods. So it would make sense that Wally would take the box cutter to the deer under the logic that he applies to Paperboy. It's like the deer is this thing that can never leave the woods. The deer is this thing that can never answer Wally's ultimatum. So the deer is Paperboy if he doesn't level up. Yeah. Yeah. 
what do we think happens next for Al, for Paperboy, and for Earn? Give me your best predictions. By next, do you mean next episode necessarily, or do you mean in the in the coming I, events? I think that it sh- would be near impossible to predict the contents of any actual episode <laughs> of Atlanta, which Fair. is a testament to Atlanta. Right. But I think just kind of it it does seem like they're bringing the ship home a little. We have, mm-hmm. I believe, three episodes left, and I it does seem like the plot machine is coming back into focus a little. So. I, I think, broadly speaking, what do you think? Well, I, I think you can separate this season into three parts, basically, where the first few episodes were them sort of all, not in harmony, but at least together and working through it. Right. And then the middle part has been them totally isolated with themselves. Yes. And now it seems like we're going to be heading towards the final act where it's them breaking up. Um, and I keep going back to this this image from the first teaser for season two where they're all walking out of this spotlight and someone pulls Paperboy back into it while the rest of them keep walking. And it's kind of like, you know, maybe Paperboy has to remain in the spotlight and that means he's leaving the rest of them behind to do so. Some galaxy brain from Andrew right there. Yeah. 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 See, the thing is, <laughs> no, I, like, I buy it. I buy it, except for here's my problem. Okay, with, let's like, hear it. Good. versus Paperboy. Is that like, as kind of immature and like unprofessional, like, I don't want to say unprofessional, but sort of unaccomplished as Earn is. Paperboy doesn't rap. <laughs> Paperboy <laughs> doesn't actually make it. Like, it's not, it would be one thing if this were a show where it's like, um, Paperboy's act is operating at a high level at a Sierra level. And he just doesn't have the, like the classic sort of rapper insecurity of like, Oh man, I just don't have the right people around me. I had to get new people. Right. But like neither earn nor Paperboy are really doing any, any work. So that's, I mean, that to me is that's, I mean, that's true. Although it's a question of, do they not, do they just not show us show it, doing right, the work? Totally. Right. Because so much of this has been the things that happen off the scenes and, you know, you learn about the fact that the record went gold because some guy is like screaming at them to take shots with him in a bar. So it seems possible that he might be rapping and he just hasn't shared that rapping with you, Justin Charity. <laughs> That's fair. But, I, but what you're saying is that you don't really think he's earned it quite yet. No, in the universe of the show, no. Maybe from the viewer, because like I said, I think there's way more interesting character development from Paperboy than from Earn. But just in the logic of the show, it it in the logic of the show, yeah, they just seem to be. They actually seem very made for each other, just because they both seem <laughs> incapable of the very nature of their <laughs> profession. <laughs> and if anything, it's like Paperboy's success is a fluke. It yeah. sort of exists despite. His notoriety exists despite himself. Right, which explains his discovery. It's a good point. If I've learned anything, it is to not try to predict what happens on this show, even though I just made you guys do that. Um, so I think you could be right. I think, I don't know, I wouldn't want to be Earn right now. I wouldn't right. want to be Earn. That's a good way of putting days. it. I feel like yeah. that's the best way of putting and it. Ever yeah. since the Helen episode, I do not want to be Earn. So <laughs> that's where I am. On that note, we will reconvene next week when we might find out what happens to Earn, and we might not, because this is a creative television show. Justin Charity, Andrew Gretadero, thank you. Yes, thank you for having us. Dear Guts. Dear Guts. Oh, my God. oh wow. Okay. 
Thank you, everyone. If you want to read more about Atlanta, Justin Charity also wrote a piece about last night's episode that you can read on theringer.com. We will talk to you next week. And until then, be safe in the woods. One last note. Our theme song was made by our friends at songfinch.com. Check out Songfinch to turn your stories, memories, and even your feelings into a one-of-a-kind song by professional musicians. It makes the perfect gift for any occasion. That's songfinch.com.